Great question. The Manufacturing Podcast offers news and information for the people who make, store, and move things, and those who manage and maintain the facilities where that work gets done. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to today's Great Question Podcast, brought to you by Endeavor Business Media's Manufacturing Group. Today's subject is Executive Behavior and the Myth of the Social CXO. I'm Robert Brooks. I'm the Editor and Content Director for American Machinist and Foundry Management and Technology. And my focus is on businesses that anchor the manufacturing supply chain, who develop and produce and deliver component parts to other manufacturers, and ultimately to buyers or consumers. For context, we're talking about roughly 48,500 small and medium-sized businesses, or SMBs, like metal casters, die casters, forgers, extruders, machine shops, fabricators, and sundry other operations that produce component parts for other manufacturers. What we're discussing today concerns all of them, and more particularly the people who work there and work with them. My guest will explain some things about how they approach and serve their customers. Alexandria Trusov is a business-to-business marketing consultant to manufacturers and other B2B companies. For several years, Alexandria and I have discussed the ways that manufacturers approach the task of defining their businesses, how they locate customers, and how they market products and services to customers. Thank you for joining us, Alexandria. Thank you so much for having me, Robert. Alexandria, what is the public-facing role for a manufacturing executive? I think part of it is right in the title. You said the CXO. Typically, a CXO is a chief experience officer. We don't have one of those. We are not Disney in manufacturing. We have a CFO or controller. We have a COO for operations. We have a CEO. Sometimes there are others. Sometimes you have a chief marketing officer or a chief technology officer. But what that means is the leadership in a small, medium business actually becomes the customer experience by the role they play facing the customers. Uh, So their experience is the reason that they are in the position they're in, but they find themselves being with an expectation of doing more, of reaching out, of stepping out of that experience. There's a decision to be made uh, when you become when you step into a leadership role. There's a decision to be made on how you will handle social media. Will you be the face of the company? Which, by the way, secret. If you are in the leadership team, you are the face of the company. I hope you all heard my secret. Keep it, please. But also tell your friends. And if you're going to behave in a certain way privately versus publicly, like for example. You, talking about your kid's soccer team. While that is certainly something you would do on Facebook personally, it may not be so interesting to your potential customers. There may be other aspects of who you are as a person, perhaps how you believe in starting businesses or your leadership position of servant leadership, which may be interesting and inform how the company behaves. If the leadership has a pattern of servant leadership, their customer service experience for customers is typically better. That's usually the case. So there can be indicators in how you behave on social media of who your company is whenever you're in a leadership role, whether you intended it or not. Now, if I may, uh, underlying all of this is the conclusion, the assumption that social media is important and necessary to the work that they do. And you agree with that? 
Well, I'm in marketing, so I'm biased. Yeah. I'm going to say <laughs> I'm going to say yes, but I would I would venture to state it goes beyond social media because when you hear the word social media, people tend to think, oh, Facebook, X, LinkedIn. Okay, social media is the modern water cooler. It is anywhere you speak. So it could be on LinkedIn. You could be posting regularly there. Uh, it could be on a YouTube channel that you get interviewed for something your company does. It could be the outreach you do to a local radio station or a TV station that gets picked up and played by someone else's social media on behalf of your industry, because I've seen that happen. Anywhere that you are talking to customers and can be in customers' paths, where customers regularly go and you show up in front of them in whatever manner you do, it's social. Okay, so then what is the role for social media for such an executive as we're describing here? I think when you step into a leadership role, you have a decision to make about how you're going to behave on social media. Are you going to be personally compelling? For example, Richard Branson, Virgin Industries, personally compelling. Are you going to be a leader within your company and showcase others who are thought leaders, perhaps? For example, if you are not just saying your company potentially has an engineering department, but you are not the chief engineer, perhaps showcasing on your social media the work of the chief engineer or a recent paper done by someone else on your team or other ways that you're showcasing the company's expertise, but not necessarily yours as a leadership position, or you can choose to just be a human on social media and not really try to be uh, a sales force for your company. With that latter one, there are a few pitfalls. Um, I would recommend less is more in that approach and not putting out too much of your personal information, but all three of those are valid positions to take. Okay, well, let's look specifically at all of this within the context of manufacturing. Um, these are executives that have responsibilities up and down and back forward and forward to suppliers and to buyers, to employees and to management. Uh, it, what, is the, what is the role, the responsibility uh, specifically within the context of manufacturing? Well, manufacturing is having a moment. We're starting to make uh, our way onto social media in a more meaningful way. We've got podcasts focused on this. There are a lot of younger millennials and younger who are in manufacturing. As a matter of fact, there's even a podcast called The Manufacturing Millennial. Um, there are a lot of them making waves on LinkedIn. I'm seeing so much more in the manufacturing space on social media now. So, if you're an executive moving into that, and that's not something you've done before, you haven't necessarily been active on social media as the face of a company, you have to think about it differently. You are no longer an individual contributor, which is what most influencers or B2C folks are. You're you're not an individual contributor. It's really about what the company's doing and how you can showcase the company and what they're doing and add your thoughts to add your leadership thoughts to that is really where that is. And the best thing you can do is just two really simple things. And they kind of relate to the golden rule that your mama told you. Be authentic. Be who you are. And, and this is the one where people get messed up, be consistent. Be consistent in what you say and be consistent on where you say it and how often you say it. Be consistent. Mm -hmm. 
So they have to be consistent with the brand of the manufacturing business that they already have, is what you're describing. And they have to then be the influencer in behalf of the company, in behalf of the organization, and not in behalf of themselves as an individual. Also being consistent as themselves. Okay. I'm sure you have many examples of manufacturing executives who do social media well and some who do not. How about a positive case? We can give you lots and lots of positive cases, and we are not going to do any negative cases because they speak for themselves, and we all know who they are. It's fine. <laughs> um, I have two favorites right now that I, I, I would love to mention, and the first is Tawanda Long. Her title is Marketing Director at Charlotte Pipe and Foundry, and Tawanda is a amazing PR professional as she actually started in PR, and the way she represents herself on a personal and professional level and then reflectively on behalf of the company is extraordinary. It is a leadership class. We should all just watch her and do what Tawanda does. It's really, really great. Another one would be Reg Zeller, and he is the CEO of KaneCast. Reg has stepped into a more leadership and advocate of the business. He his company, part of KingCast, they actually buy up small manufacturing businesses, specifically in the die casting and foundry area, and they bring them back to life, and they expand them, and they grow them. And this is what he talks about. He talks about being in manufacturing. He talks about growing American manufacturing. He talks about being a small, medium business owner. He actually did a large thread back when Twitter was Twitter on all the ways that he goes about looking at a business to decide how to do it. I think it had 27 specific points and he regularly hosts evening events, cocktail hours where he invites small medium businesses to talk to each other about how to grow. They are both doing extraordinary work in different ways that I think is very authentic to each of them and who they are, but also looks really good for who the brand they are representing is. Very good. Uh, listeners should locate those two influencers and learn more about the right way to do social media. Listeners can contact Alexandria at atrusov at trueinsightconsulting.com and follow her on X or connect with her at LinkedIn. Alexandria, thanks so much for your time today and especially for your insights. I learned something for you every time we talk, which I look forward to doing again very soon. Thanks. Every- I appreciate your time. And I hope your audience found it useful. Thanks, everyone, for listening to The Great Question Podcast.